Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Geist of the Sin Eaters Chronicle Eerie Quiet on the Western Front. This is Episode 8, A Fitting End. Greetings, foolish mortals, for the last time. Welcome back to Occultus Anonymous as we begin our evening finishing off our campaign of eerie quiet on the Western Front. Uh, before we start, I'd like to remind you that we are, uh, as always, brought to you by Roll20, as well as all of our delightful ghouls and gals out there in Patreon land. A special shout out to Adele, Al, Alexander, Alzrit. Benjamin is an awesome name, I swear. Bernie, Buck, Chandra, Chris, Doc, Emil, Fuse82, George, James, John, John, Josh, Camo, Catfeathers, Klaus, Crazy Man, Long Live the Queen, Melissa, Michael, Milo V3, Miss Grumpy, Moku, Mozart D Minor, Noba, Arethaic. I'm gonna pronounce that the same way someday, but not because I'm done deeming so. Uh, other guy, Perry, Food, Porter, Puppeteer, Riafio, Ryan, Sean, Jixara, Slide to the left. Karen Stevens. Slide to the right. Thomas Chris Cross. Unfit for the Emperor's Army. Vortex Falcon. Why gender when you can serve the Iron Pyramid? Zoltan and Aethermalis. We appreciate well, your support as always. Slide to the left was a Rocky Horror reference. But... Oh, it's Electric Slide. Yeah. Um, Is that hop to the left? You can slide yeah. as well. Both you of you said wrong yeah, things. Right. You know that, right? <laughs> It's the cha-cha slide. <laughs> Ralph was trolling. Okay, got it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll let the viewers decide. And let us know down in the comments below. Yeah. Um. Alright, so when yeah. last we left off... Cha-cha uh, real smooth is, is how that ends. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you picked it up, Chris. Yeah. When last we left off... Um, we had had a wonderful series of misadventures surrounding the, um, the field of heroes, a domain deep in, um, the underworld. It is a shining, perfect, golden tinted war camp, um, led by a giant, um, chthonic entity um, known as the Emperor um, who has a vague resemblance to Napoleon um, but is a mass of um, shredded uniform and and nearly infinite amount of medals and badges of honor mm. um, the, uh, the crew had sort of puttered around out at the front gate trying to figure out a way in without enlisting an army and then Dorothy went on right on in said I, I got this um the rest of the crew ended up um by semi-accidentally <laughs> pissing off one of the leaders of the camp the general um summoning him out um, ahead of the scheduled one week OA meeting that they had managed to 
uh, argue for. And um, through a, a series of uh, honestly very good rolls and good uh, and and good convincing, um, you know, acquired some assurances that the actions of the army in the field of heroes um, is not aimed at the world above in a conquering sort of fashion. Um, and that future endeavors by reaper agents of the of the domain would not be setting out to capture ghosts from your side is what I remember you saying, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so with an uneasy alliance established, uh, Stafford Quincy Jones, uh, Adelaide, and Cody all sort of realized that their job here is done, and yet Dorothy remains inside. And we've left off for the evening with a surprise inspection of the army occurring with the Emperor walking by and having his um, lieutenants and honor guard yanking people and the uh, ghosts for the most part as that's mostly who uh, resides in this domain uh, but also Dorothy out of formation um, for even the slightest um, bits of um, misconduct we'll call it um, and so um, with a rush of stale underworld hair sort of pulling at your clothes and your hair and um, moving faster than I think maybe you've ever gone other than when you were falling into the underworld mm -hmm. um, you are in the in the blink of an eye whisked away from this parade field back up to a smaller side tent next to the grand tent on the top of the hill. Um, you are thrown bodily into a chair. And uh, uh, a group of um, like uh, there, I mean, there are ghosts, right? A group of ghosts with um, sort of black and gold versions of the, the uniform that everyone in camp is wearing um, with like drawn like executioner's masks pulled over their face um, are standing around you in a circle and they all begin in a cacophony not talking as one but all talking at the same time demanding that you tell them everything you know about the enemy. Ooh. Which enemy is that? And they just immediately, like, someone just sort of backhands you. Oh. <laughs> um, so the head knocked over as you sort of glanced up at the centurion to get a read on his mental state. Uh, he is being bound in chains as you speak. 
Um, any ideas? We're not there. No, she's asking the centurion. Um, someone like stands between you. Mm -hmm. You will either speak to our demands or you will not speak at all. How came you to this camp? And why have you engaged in espionage among our ranks? Am I bound or do I have a hand? Uh, you have a hand. Okay. So the, the first question is, we uh, had a boat ride with a rather nice individual that, that caught us here. Um, and then we went through a field of grain and that led us to here. Um, for the second, I, I actually want to reject the premise of that question. I'm not here on espionage, I'm here as an envoy, but was denied access to speak to your leadership. And I can't- you, uh, you are a foreign agent that tried to join our ranks. Um, I admit that I'm trying to understand why this army sent an attack against my people. I'm here to determine why and trying to make sure that it doesn't happen again. If your people I wanted attacked. Yes, our people due were attacked. to the will of the Emperor. Well, I'm curious why the Emperor wanted to uh, initiate a war with us. That's why I was... Will is the Emperor's will. Who are you to question it? Well, I've been ordered to, you understand, following orders. My superiors have ordered me to investigate why the Emperor chose to attack us. The list of your I... superiors is a good start. Um, well, I don't know the rest of them, but um, the Knight Commander is who I answer to directly. You can ask your gate card. I approached and was open and honest about who I was and why I was here. But I was to refuse the um, opportunity to speak with anyone who might know why we were attacked. I came here on a diplomatic mission as an envoy. I understand that this might be a little more complicated, so you might just suggestion that you might want to refer to your superiors to get a second opinion. Unless it's common procedure for diplomatic envoys to be subjected to this sort of treatment in this camp. I'm going to need you to make a roll. I need that one. Because you are being... We'll see. A little snappy. I'm, I'm not trying to be snappy, but I can understand how they would have received it that way. Um, so... I don't think I can juice this in any way. Oh, you're out of willpower, aren't you? So I think you used your yeah. last one? I have one left. Um, so manipulation and empathy work for that? I'm trying to, you know, understand that he's in a position where he's got superiors and he's got orders. I'm trying to draw a connection to there. Okay. 
Let's save that. Any modifiers on your end? No. Go straight up. That's going to be one, one success. Um, like one of them steps up and there's still like a cacophony going around. You just mm. have to kind of focus on one at a time, right? And one of them steps a little closer. Fine. You reject the premise of being a spy. You still have failed to follow the procedures and standards of our ranks. A soldier not in uniform is unfit for the presence of the Emperor. Didn't know where to get a uniform from, and no one gave me one when I was enlisted. Ordinarily, when you enlist in an army, you're issued certain gear that's required for everybody. That's been my experience, anyway. I'm not trying to backtalk or anything. I just literally did not have a uniform to put on. Like, leans in really close. Mm-hmm. Do all those in the world above feel this way now? That you are better than us? That you have had modern supplies? I don't think I'm better than you at all. I'm just another soldier in a different army. Again, you admit to being a foreign agent. I've declared that I am here as a diplomatic envoy. There should not be news. She kind of winces a little bit as she says that, because that was a little snappy. (laughs) Um, This goes on for a while, right? Okay. Like, if you're not giving anything, they are going to continue to just berate and... Like, well, it's not its not clear to Dorothy what they want her to give. They want information. And so she's given information, but they want information about the enemy, but she has no idea who the enemy is and no context to judge who yep. that might be. So. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so if that's a, the course of the interrogation, that's fine. She's not she, trying she's to very much hide. meant to be on the back foot, right? Yeah, but she's not, and she's definitely not trying to hide anything. But she understands that these guys are going through a um, probably a procedure that was in the manual that I was issued. Right. Mm-hmm. Had you read it, you know, it might have done a little bit better. Um, mm. <laughs> Didn't <even> have time <laughs> by design. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So this goes on for a while, right? Um, and they are similarly engaging with. Last Centurion. Uh, yeah. And he, you know, absolutely stone cold, just like I they have faced worse to than this. affect him? Because he's like well, just an image, right? Uh, Sorry, carry on. <laughs> it is my understanding that in the underworld, your Geist is more physical. No, that that's how I'm gonna run with it. If that's not how the rules of the game are meant to be played, then that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Just like how you all are more aware of your death in the underworld mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? It feels like more fitting that when they're on their home turf, that they're more relevant to the bond, right? Makes complete sense. At some point, 
where is it? Okay. Um, at some point, the door to the tent opens. Uh, at this point, the the sort of call it the choir of executioners has gotten extremely frustrated with you and like mm. are beginning to like go about grabbing some tools and stuff nearby. Um, and obviously I'm not going to go into a torture scene here because that's not really something that we do on the show with our lines and stuff like that. So, And just uh, and throwing that behind a veil is fine, but if that starts to look like something that's about to happen, then I think Dorothy might unleash, but we'll see how that goes. If, if the interruption is before the torture actually starts or something like that? Uh, yes, it is before the torture starts. Okay, that's fine. Um, and in walks the Emperor. Um, not fully mobile in the chair, she just gives a bow of respect. Sure. Uh, and he talks quickly with his, uh, his executioner squad. Demands to know what they found out, what new information they have gained from the spy. And they say, really, she's given us nothing. There has been no new gained knowledge from the swamp. They know about the night commander. Well, that depends. Did you like fully give his name and rank and everything, or did you? Sure. Okay. Yeah. You explained your purposes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna back that up then. Um, they present findings of an enemy project bent on return to the underworld and conquering it. You'll raise an eyebrow, but not interrupt. Under the guise of the classic story of Persephone, she has spent her time in the land above and is returning to the underworld to take it over. He kind of nods. Very good. Do you have anything else to say for yourself? That you need some better officers, Your Highness. Um, Because what they told you was completely lacking in any factual representation. There's no, I'm not trying to take over the underworld. We were attacked and I came as an envoy, a diplomatic envoy, to find out why we were attacked. So everything they've just told you is false. I understand that you will have a hard time believing that in my current position, but that's the truth. Uh, give me a some sort of persuasion rule. Sure. Oh, this is going to be at a minus three. Yeah. Um, would manipulation apply here, you think? Yeah. Okay. Um, I will spend by last the power to make it even. Okay. Three successes. Three successes. Okay. 
They have failed me, you're saying? I'm saying that they aren't presenting you with the facts that they obtain. They're drawing conclusions without evidence. Aiding the Emperor, false information. And immediately, like, the hoods go from black to white. <laughs> In, like, cool. this, like, manifestation of terror. Um, and there is a almost, like, shuddering of the world. And you see the all the clinking of the metals as they all start to just like activate doesn't sound like the right word in your mind but it, it feels like that's what's happening and uh, your whole perception just goes black for a moment right Ooh. as you see this like his form just like expand out um, into some sort of mind-bending terror for a second um, your whole perception goes black you don't hear or see anything um, and then it comes back and the tent is empty except for you and he summary execution um, he leans forward plucks off a metal pins it to your chest. Well, she won't speak unless spoken to. Uh, gives a bow over to You feel a little bit of your life force. And a little bit of your... Something tugs at the bond. With... Uh, with the last centurion this metal weighs heavy on your chest okay he leans in closer he's 15 20 feet tall so he is overwhelmingly you know leering over top of you sort of thing you are deemed lawbreaker May I ask what law I have broken? We're given a manual of instructions and procedures, were you not? I was. And does not a soldier out of uniform not belong in my domain? I will say not willfully and understand that I don't belong in your domain without a uniform. I was never issued one. Leaving it to the, you know, I'm just a grandma. Your willful ignorance will be excused this once because you have rendered service of proving that those around me should not be trusted. Thank you, Your Highness. 
your excellence. Yes, your excellence. You have a choice, Dorothy. You may remain here and work off your penance as a lawbreaker. Become the finest soldier possible in my domain. Or you may buy off your penance with military information, true information. And be asked to never return here. May I ask a question? I was sent by my superiors as an envoy to learn why you initiated hostilities against our forces. We did not. A large creature and a, what was the term? He had a mask erupted from the underworld in the middle of our army and attempted to lay waste to it. And we know that it came from this camp. If you didn't give that order, someone else did. I sent him to go recruit. Oh. I see, and he was recruiting soldiers that were already part of our army. That's, I think, where the confusion lies. They were not part of your army. I think some of our folks were in that, weren't they? They were the ones that had been stuck to the ground. If they were they no weren't longer our among the living, they were not among your army. Is that correct? Our army doesn't draw a distinction between the living and the dead. You're telling me that the entire army of the British forces recognizes that the undead exist? No, a uh, component. Just like you have special forces and units with special training that the rest of your army isn't necessarily privy to. And the hundreds of ghosts are. that my agent was supposed to bring back to me, they were all part of this unit. No, but some of them were. Then they were free agents ready to be recruited. If that's all you're doing, then I think I have the answers that I need. How may I pay off the debt for violating the rules of your camp? I have told you your choices. Um, Craig seems to have forgotten. (laughs) You can can become the best soldier possible and work off your penance here. Sure. Or you can give him true factual military secrets. Ooh. Um... We know that the Germans are recruiting ghosts. And uh, drawing upon, I think, the same pool of resources that you are trying to draw upon. Which would certainly put them in competition with you, Your Excellency. You said drawing upon them. They have been the only word I can really think of is abusing them for nefarious ends. 
um, forcing them to occupy corpses and uh, things like that. Um, it's things that we're trying to stop, but they're using ghosts to do that. The people you are trying to recruit, the same resource. Is that information sufficiently valuable? I mean, like, you don't know how he can still continue to lean in, but mm -hmm. he leans in more. Um, I said it's like the you know the hallway sort of ghost yeah, yeah, yeah. things. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's my his perception is my perception is fully in his control. Very much so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, in, in the underworld, the the Kerberos, the Cerberus, and the the domain are essentially one and the same, right? Yeah. Um. One is a manifestation of the other, or you know, the first inhabitant, or however you want to sort of term it. Mm -hmm. Um. He just says, "Tell me more." And we'll cut away from that. <laughs> Um, the other three of you standing outside having realized uh, Dorothy's part of that army now the general already left mm-hmm mm -hmm. he said good day yep he said Can we just good day sir wait my thought is to wait a little bit and see if Dorothy walks or talks her way out of the camp. Um, or is thrown bodily. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, they've assured us that she won't be harmed right. as an enlisted member of their army. You aren't allowed to join. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really want to. No, then we just have two or three more soldiers to try to extricate um, if nothing else we could at least we have three messages that we can send to the night commander we could inform that we may need a exfiltration plan for Dorothy out of this camp we also still don't know anything about the cause of the unnatural gate because according to the general they didn't do it right so we're getting half answers i'm wondering if that was a german machination possibly ever Gwincy jones says We were prepared to wait a week to converse with the general. Considering that, I suggest that we give Dorothy at least a week to get herself out of trouble before we attempt to intervene so that we do not make the situation worse than it would be otherwise. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Um... I'm going to walk the camp or walk around the camp and see if there are any other. Actually, no, it's going to take a while. <laughs> well, there's there's that 
and I mean, if we've got a week, but also I realize uh, I may not be able to see if there are other ways in or out of the camp because so I can't see that one. To you. <laughs> well, but you could probably, as a bound, you could probably work your way in anyway. Potentially, but again, Cody mm-hmm. does not want to end any of us in the camp because then it's now you got to rescue the rescuers. It's like when you see yeah. that guy dropped his truck into the river. They bring a truck. It's not big enough. Now you have a bigger. Yeah. Hmm. I see. Before Cody leaves, Steph Quincy Jones says. Oh yeah, Cody isn't leaving because he realizes there's no way. Like oh, he gotcha. might not You're be saying... able to actually even All see right. Gates. That, that wasn't Cody expressing the the challenge of trying to get a truck out of a river. No. That was you, <laughs> Drew. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 why I. <clears throat> Express Stefford responding that way. But um, on the notion of uh, traveling the outside of the camp, he doesn't leave, it's fine. But Stefford Stafford says, well, the camp represents the abstract notion of immense. Hence, it might be a bit challenging for any of us to fully walk its perimeter. And then he looks around and says, Do you have cards in that bag of yours? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. Oh, no, his, he's tapped on great goods, but you better believe he carries oh, yeah. a deck of cards. an actual deck, deck of cards. cards yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we sit down and just start playing because we got six players. I don't know how good Jack and Shards <laughs> is at bluffing, but <laughs> for, for the podcast folks, Ralph is just shaking his head like, nah. How does Jack and Shards pick up the cards? Why do the spades, the sharpest of the suits, not simply yes. destroy the others? That's right. It's like. The only time is happy if he has a flush of spades. <laughs> Any other hand is a waste of time. And he's no, no, just he probably, yelling. He's probably okay with diamonds. That's a good point. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, shards, I mean, diamonds, clubs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, clubs. Not so no much. point at all. Anathema. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no point at all. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional, but it was good. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Um, yeah, so for a indeterminate amount of times, you all waste time and play cards. Um, do you send a message to the Night Commander? Uh, I think an initial one stating that Dorothy we don't think the... Well, I'm just going to say that from what we've gathered, we don't think that the... Um, Corporal's army is a threat to us. That is the more important message, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and until we're sure that Dorothy's in trouble, then we can say, hi, need extracts, but... Okay. The, the sort of singular first message is... <laughs> Met with general... Made, made, yeah, made contact with the army. Stop. Um, pursuing additional leads. Stop. We'll notify if in danger. End.
if it is indeed functioning like a telegraph. It does. And a few moments later, not a instantaneous response, but a few moments later, it beeps back at you. Um, and you understand it like by, by using it, even if you don't actually know Morse code, like even when you like go to send the message, right? You just, your hand just sort of starts tapping, tapping out your thoughts. Automatic translation kind of thing. Excellent. Yeah. Um, a Ouija board. Yeah. Except this. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit. Um, and uh, so it starts tapping back out. Beep 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 beep. Um, and in a much more flowery language. Hmm. Um, with like greater control of the, of the of the return uh, the night commander expresses his uh, pleasure that the um, that we do not have to fight a war on three fronts one of which being from below <laughs> yeah that's right every Avernian gate is now an invasion mm-hmm. point right Um, and says that he has um, members of the crew taking a closer look at um, the Hellmouth trying to figure out exactly what is going on. It's pronounced Hellmuth and it's traditionally mixed with bitters. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> we can't end the series on that. There, there, it's we, kind we of, have it's to keep a bit going. of an alcoholic burn, but yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and time continues to go on. Like, and by time, well, that's true. I, I, do we have a good sense of time down here? Days passing. I'd say you're like a couple days in. You know, I've started to think that there's some periodicity in how jagged shards clinks and swirls. <laughs> and if you paid close enough attention, it oh, no. seem like a clock. <laughs> oh no. That's maddening. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is Stefford Quincy Jones is trying to explain this to us and Adelaide and Cody are like, that is <laughs> that is all in your head. <laughs> <laughs> there is no rhyme or reason to that thing. As opposed to, you know, it that bleeds over yeah. here. Com- makes super reasonable. Sense. Yeah, yeah. This sort of splurches and in, uh, in tune to the minutes passing. <clears throat> Every 2.3 seconds, a gout of blood exits from the from the golem somewhere. Especially like a, like a clockwork plop of the blood yeah. that's hitting. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's a definitely like uh a moment of like downtime in your conversation and like there is just wind blowing through whistling Louie, clinking glass sounds from uh, jagged shards and then just like plop 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 
like <laughs> horrific drip of blood and you're all just sort of staring at each other <laughs> just a thousand um, yards to her <laughs> yep uh, the time continues to pass with no sign of Dorothy except for Quincy Jones embraces the slow patient passing of time or patiently embraces the slow passing of time. As the wind blows over the hills, they once again start another hand of cards. I think after a couple of days of not hearing anything, um, I want to go talk to the gatekeeper and just sort of check in. Uh, Cody will mention because Cody's not going anywhere near the gatekeeper because he might just be smote uh, into ruin. Um, does the do soldiers get visitation rights from family? I don't know that they have that. I mean, surely, yeah. Did the one of you guys take a pamphlet? Took it and oh, gave it. But yeah, that's that's what Cody's like. Hey, while you're there, take a look and see. Hmm. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna go up to the gatekeeper and um. So our friend who enlisted and was taken away, we were assured her safety as one of your soldiers. Could I get? some verification of that because we haven't seen her or heard from her since members of the army do not have time nor an allowance to discuss their regimented training with enemy agent that said Since the general has tolerated your presence outside our camp, you do not seem to be an active enemy combatant. Perhaps I could ascertain status. That is all I ask. And he just pulls out like a fucking scroll. <laughs> what is the enlisted's name? Uh, Dorothy. God, what's your last name? I've forgotten. Baxter. <laughs> Dorothy Baxter and the Lost Centurion. Oh, uh, two. <laughs> no member of the army exists with those names. A few different things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You come to enlist, and like the whole program just like has like the rebooted. Skill restart. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. I'm gonna walk away. I'm like, well, she's not in there under her name. As a soldier, 
makes me wonder if she's now prisoner or executed. You might not have a new way to contact her. Um, I think we should wait still. We haven't we waited have, a week. We have days yet. Waiting a week for a meeting with the general is different than waiting a week while Dorothy is lost in their camp. Yeah, four days ago. Or no, he didn't say four. He says, yeah, a few days ago, we three agreed to wait a week. Not that they were advocating anything, but you have new information now. Oh, yeah. Also, it's just like... We don't have any reason to wait a week, necessarily. We were not guaranteed to see her again one week from enlistment. But that is not the reason for which we decided to wait a week a few days ago. It is that a week's time is enough to likely observe if Dorothy would be able to extricate herself. Because it seems that a week is a unit of time used within the army that relates to how efficiently they do things. If the schedule operates in weak increments, then it's possible that whatever Dorothy is involved in would take a week's time. According to the gatekeeper, Dorothy is no longer in the army. Well, then maybe she's in the process of being released at the end of a week. We have no way of knowing. Again, the reason for us agreeing to do that was so that we did not act brashly. Just of the, you're released from the army. I suspect that the codes have some means of designating those who unlawfully penetrated the perimeter of a camp branding them such that they can be identified in the future. And if this is recorded for future recognition, that may take some time. Uh, speed some things up here. I imagine at some point you all get impatient enough to attempt to enter the camp. Oh, yeah. Cody, Cody, if nothing else, Cody's going to try and sneak in using call. If nothing else. I mean, we have the rules. You can, if you abide by the rules, you're allowed in. Um, I say this, after a week's time, <clears throat> this is what Sephir was going to say, but if you want to speed it up. Sure. It's fine, we can say it now. Um, after a week's time, Thorthy's not out, right? Then Sephir would suggest that we look in the codes for provisions for negotiating for the release of an enemy combatant. And the means by which you can make an exchange. And if we find such a provision, then we attempt to like parlay in that regard. We have a good amount of plasm. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we have... Uh, 
we've had a pre-existing encounter with the general and such that puts us in a in a position as recognized entities and recognized representatives of said alternate faction. Cool. I, I like that idea. All right, um, cool. For, for purposes of wrapping things up. Um, yeah, you, you make your way back up after a week. Discussion happens. Um, and the general is called up as part of this process. Um, it promptly tells you that there's nothing to be done for the release of a prisoner. No trades to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Stafford and Adelaide can see sort of behind his horse um, a line or two lines of soldiers um, lining the main road with their backs to the road um, beating on drums. Oh. Um, and the, the general steps out of the camp, out of the way, pulls off his helmet, reverts down to his, his base form. Um, and with a bit of a smirk to Stefford, we kind of built the most of a rapport with. I cannot make a bargain to release your compatriot because she has already earned that herself. Um, and Dorothy, at the end of your conversation with the general or with the mm-hmm. emperor, um, at some point he has also pinned a, um, or the 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 badge has all, the badge the honor. Uh, Oh my god, Chris, talk. The medal has also appeared on the Lost Centurion. Uh, you notice at some point. Um, and the Emperor says, like, gestures towards the exit of the tent, the tent flap. Make your way out of my camp. Never return. Your information has been appreciated. But you are unfit for service in the Emperor's army. Yes, Your Excellency. Thank you, Your Excellency. Um, And there is this long, trudging walk. And with every step, that metal gets heavier. And you are faced with this like sort of unending line of soldiers all with like snare drums just this well, I'm literally continuous... being drummed out. yeah you're literally being drummed out yeah if anyone is familiar with the concept yeah. um uh their backs to you the entire camp is made to not witness explicitly not witness your exit from the army um and this this trudge becomes harder and harder the closer you get to the exit. Carrying is with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you feel that tug as this this metal is just amplifying um, itself. Either you're getting weaker or it's getting heavier. You're not sure which, but at some point you're down to your hands and knees, crawling through the mud 
Uh, and with a, a tilt of your head, you look up and see the general step out of the way. His giant ebony horse no longer blocking the view to freedom. And your friends are standing there. And make my way as best I can towards them. Um, yeah, you end up in a full-on, just like, crawl the last few yards, and, and the Lost Centurion beside you. Um, and the exact inch that you cross the boundary of the camp through the gate, the metal is disintegrates, the weight lifted. The general says, I am sorry that you did not fit. Um, I think it worked out okay for everybody concerned in the end. Is it general still able, like, is he still talking to me or am I completely personal non grata now? He's talking to you. Okay. Are there provisions in the code for um, allies? For the army to enter into alliances? I believe those would be above my pay. Thank you, General. You and your compatriots have shown dedication and patience. You're to be commended as excellent soldiers. Even you, and he like sort of spits in your direction there, Cody. (laughs) Stafford says, we're grateful and we will also deliver your kind words to our commander if you ever find yourself he looks to each of your guys released from their grips our camp will be waiting there's this farm (laughs) down that way (laughs) I'd rather go cut wheat forever. (laughs) Stafford says, that seems a a fitting alternative. I will remember your offer. There's a... I think in in each of your guys, there's definitely a different... Slightly different vibe to it, but it's all this sort of... mm, How dare you sort of like... (laughs) They're mine... Um, so very quickly, how do you try to get out of the underworld? Well, you remember that gate that links Mm. all farmlands up together? Cody's like, would it? Would it even like a ghost farm? Who knows, but it's a farm. Because uh, last I checked, the rivers do not go 
<laughs> the rivers are one way. Yeah. So, you know, everybody grab hands and let's jump through to some random farmland and see where we end up. Because it's at, it, you know. Yeah, probably be a little more willful than just random farmland. But I mean, if we can really aim hard. it, sure, but. It's. It was thoroughly unpleasant, but I do think it's probably our only real way out. And either we end up... Adelaide, you do have a sense that you did something wrong, right? Yeah. Like, I wasn't able to control it, process it. Right. But if that is the the crew's sort of intent. What, what Stafford would say is, uh, oh, you're confirming that that's our intent. Go through. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Uh, Stafford would, we don't have to go into all the role play, would suggest as a possible alternative that we just walk out and um, get to the gate that exits into town that we know of. Yeah. Uh, we can't get back across the river. That's the problem. Why can't we get back across the river? The river does not flow upstream. Okay. Is that true? In what sense are you asking? I'm asking, is it explicitly true in the setting that you cannot traverse the river in both directions? Um, ghosts cannot. Okay, so great. Prevailing in-character wisdom would probably be that going upstream would be extremely hard. All right. I think you could do it. You might have to get your own boat, right? Become mm. a ferryman yourself. Okay, which is I the see. thing that Bound can do just by Excellent. having a boat. Wonderful, um, thank you. But, yeah, but but yeah, I think it, 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 within your not your character's knowledge of the underworld, that would be a, a, a harder undertaking. Okay. Um. So if the group, uh, the crew, um, aligns on setting back to the grain gate. Um, you're welcomed back by those twin guardians. Uh, we should correct the information we gave them earlier. I would... Yeah, earlier we told them that the corporal was moving on the world above, but that we learned is not true. Doing recruitment, but not invading. Good to know. And you of the land above, do you seek to return? We do. Yes. large hands out to each of you Mm -hmm. two hands wait for you to sort of be ready to receive something Stafford holds both of his upturned palms to them Um, you each receive a handful of pomegranate beads ah (laughs) 
Thanks for that, and put them right yeah. in the pocket and not eating them. <laughs> we as members of Project Persephone, though. True. <laughs> Quite a fitting I, gift. Cody eats half of them. <laughs> I will eat six. <laughs> Dorothy? This is a Craig thing. I don't get the significance of pomegranate. Craig! It's what got, um, it's what Persephone ate in the underworld. Oh, I did not. They got her, like, bound there for half a year. Okay. Wait, so she ate them and got bound? Because mm-hmm. Zeus was like, well, you ate half or six or whatever. So yeah, you will be Hades. Okay, yeah. so we're imagining that eating would somehow free us instead. Sure. They will tell you. Explain gently. As if to a child. <laughs> uh, not quite that. Like, it is more just. Like. They're aware that humans have lore around this fruit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's more of a thing about Dorothy being way out of her element. Daniel. Right, right. Um, yeah, Dorothy not up on her classics. Um, these will serve as a key to let you go through the gate in the unintended direction. Symbolically, they represent that you will one day return here. And we shall. We were Almost. once destined here. Yes. That suffered feasts on them. Allowing the juice of the oh. arrows to drip down his chin. Decorating the jagged shards that swirl around him. Wonderful. Um, they tell you to focus on a farm. They don't say a farm. They say focus on land with which the earth is tilled and cared for. Ooh. Uh, step before we all, you know, well, if, if this is okay, a brief moment, you know, say to everybody, you'd say, um, this may be a risky suggestion, and I think we've all confronted quite a bit of risk recently. Uh, we could, uh, return to a certain fallow field, a neglected homestead. Is quite near where we want to be anyway. I do know of a rather lovely little patch of <laughs> garden. <laughs> it's not really where we want to be. But I'm also kind of thinking that maybe we've earned a little leave. I mean, if you want leave, I know a farm well away from Belgium. <laughs> the Stepford says, 
But I have something to get back to. There is a farm in right outside town. A ghost of one. Yes. Okay. Why would it not meet what we need? Say the field is still there. Uh, a house isn't, but there's somebody who still owns it and still indeed thinks of it as a farm. And, and the residence would still satisfies both of the requirements because it is tilled by just, the explosion. You've recently it tilled, yeah. <laughs> it has been freshly fertilized. There we go. It was cared for by the person, by the keeper. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I think y'all talk for a while, but it ends up having to be this personal decision in your mind of what to think about. And so, each of you but, tell me where you step forward out of the gate back into the world thing. I'm going back to the that farm just outside of No Man's Land. Or in the middle? In No Man's Land? It's in No Man's in Land. Man. Yep, that's where Cody's going. Because I've got work to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm easy for Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of weighing seeing her grandkids and her daughter again. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a, a concern for you. But she also knows how much help those boys in the front need. And uh, she spends a moment looking at the last centurion and uh, holds out her hand and goes back to the farmstead. Oh. So you say, Cody, Cody will cover for you for a couple weeks. You just got to get back to the front sometime. <laughs> I feel like the night commander would show up at your house. I don't know where are you. And Dorothy would serve him tea and crumpets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the person to suggest it, uh, Steffer's definitely going to the Degree homestead. And he starts intoning the poem he wrote for Degree. Mm, in order to focus his attention there cool. and hope that he is able to return there as he passes through the gate. Um, so I think um, Stafford is like finishing the poem, stepping through, and Cody and Adelaide appear beside you, just a quiet arrival just sort of stepping into existence a peaceful transition back to the world of the living um, and you have time to finish the last few lines and there is a pause there is a beat and then Dorothy is there just long enough for you to it was just long enough for you to wonder yeah, yes, you can be um, come. Just steps into the way. And it is for once a bright and beautiful sunny day. <laughs> Which makes Cody go have, immediately to have ground. a moment of peace back in this uh, light filled world with fresh air. And then a bullet whizzes by your head, <laughs> and you have to go scrambling. Yep. Um, and I think in that scene of chaos is where we will leave the game. I say this with All right. the utmost respect and affection, Chris. That is such a great sitcom season 
series mm-hmm. and you don't know if they're coming back next season, <laughs> right? Perfect. <laughs> well, it's it's less that, right? It's it's mm-hmm. more like this, like like you know, uh, um, like if we're talking TV, right? It is a uh, you know whatever the like outro song is that they've actually like paid for the rights to use for the mm. for the credits for the for the last episode of the season, and it's all scrambling back. Right. Right. Yep. It's it's more of a a comical moment than a tense right. moment. Right. Yeah. Benny Hill theme song starts it's playing. Not that. <laughs> it is not the Benny Hill. <laughs> we dive into a foxhole. Anyways, oh, oh, no. especially like immediately dropping to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so, thank you once again to my wonderful players for mm-hmm. getting spooky with me the last uh, last month or so. Thank and, you. This was uh, great. I hope you all enjoyed it, both yep. my players and to to our our lovely viewers at home. Um, this is me giving back the reins to somebody else. Uh, eagerly awaiting uh, our next game, which uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll have to wait and see whenever we release the, the next video. But uh, Twitch folks, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, we'll come back and begin our session zero of Numenara. Ooh, shit. Back in sec. See you in a bit.